Come, walk down the winding path. Don't mind the spooks and monsters. They stay hidden within the trees. There are mysteries in this world that you need to know, and paranormal truths that need to be told. Come, step up into the caravan, where we share tales of old, as well as new accounts about things you thought only existed in your nightmares. Tonight our episode is The Dog Man, and our discussion will be with Jennifer Ann. Uh, we'll be starting our conversation in the North American continent, uh, meaning North American continent from Canada all the way down into Mexico. Uh, Jennifer, the Beast of Seven Shoots, there was a... Uh, photograph taken back in June of 1995 in Quebec, Canada, and the gentleman was snapping pictures and never noticed it until the pictures were actually developed and saw something strange staring back at him from the woods, and as you can see in the picture itself, um, a rather eerie-looking figure seems to have a baboonish type of face and looks like it's holding an animal or a dog in its arm um, but uh, my opinion is it is definitely a creature and again this is my opinion but it's definitely a creature it looks extremely tall and I can't tell if it's holding a meal or a pet under its arm but that's all to speculation what is your take on the Beast of Seven Shoots? Um, personally, to me, it looks more like a different type of Sasquatch. Right. Um, the traditional dogman, at least what I, you know, envision, is much more canine-like. You know, just a dog standing on two, you know, his two back legs. Right. And that, to me, with it being more of a, you know, it's a baboon type of a face. Right. So, that's what I would categorize it as. I, I would tend to agree with you since there is a, uh, um, a category that has been put out there by private researchers on the several types of Sasquatch. Uh, one of them having a elongated snout but more human-like legs. Now, we can only see up to just below its chest there in the tree, so we really can't get a good look at the legs. But the arms seem rather human-looking. Uh, uh, very tall, very muscular-looking. And I, I, to see a creature like that, uh, that would send chills up my spine. But... Yeah, that's a very good theory that it is a, uh, and I don't know the types by heart, 
but I do know that mm -hmm. there is a specific type that has been categorized with an elongated snout but very baboonish looking. Um, in a lot of Dogman right. reports, there is the what is so-called the German Shepherd's uh, type of ears uh, on the top of the head, uh, pointed, but I don't see that on the Beast of Seven Shoots photograph. Uh, it doesn't mean that because it's not a crisp, clear photograph um, that they don't exist there, but, you know, as far as the Dogman is concerned, uh, with sightings like moving a little bit further south, to Elkhorn, Wisconsin, uh, the Beast of Bray Road, uh, many of the witnesses that saw that creature um, says it's definitely a canid creature with the pointed ears and the hocks that give it the uh -huh. look of the backward bent leg, which would actually be the heel um, of the creature, and then it actually walks on its pads, so it gives it that kind of backward leg look but it's very common for um, a dog but to walk around bipedally and have similar human type of hands or I've even heard it described right. as raccoon type of hands um, oh, wow. that in itself I think we're probably talking a completely different type of entity or creature altogether uh, there has been those witness reports, and of course, I'm sure you being interested in this subject matter, uh, I've probably heard some of those witness reports of this creature being uh, on all fours, and as the witness sees it, it slowly starts to rise, and audibly you can hear bones kind of popping as the thing stands upright and proceeds moving on its rear... Haunch, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yes, please interject. That, it, that definitely takes me to, you know, like the monster movies, the werewolves, and all this kind of stuff. When you talk about the bones cracking and everything, because that's just like the, you know, the transformation that, you know, that mm -hmm. they go through in the movies from human to werewolf right and there was one encounter that i heard um i don't remember where or whose it was but basically there was like it was like there was a family in a truck and the, there was one or two kids in the back of the truck for some reason and this thing had um come out of the wood line mm -hmm. and it was standing straight you know like bipedally and then it began to run and but when it was running it was you know on all fours and it had actually caught up with the truck right and it was actually able to grab the back of it and almost grabbed one of the kids well i don't remember how they shook it off i don't remember if they just sped off either sped up and it just you know went off but from that encounter, and then also from um, Monsters Among Us, the book by Linda, uh -huh. uh, that would be the very last cryptid that I would ever want to run into. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, it just seems like it is 
I don't want to say it's from another world, but that, but what I mean by that is like Sasquatch. You have these stories where, sure, it's scary, but sometimes you know it just seems like it's. I don't want to say it's more human, but almost like there's more of a. I don't. I don't know if you want to use the word care, but it. What I'm trying to say is that the dog man just seems more demon evil like. Would Would you kind of maybe categorize it in in a supernatural category, maybe? I want to, just because. I mean, it's hard because I've I've heard the genuine stories about somebody actually seeing somebody turn into a werewolf right and then there's the you know you see the footprints and then it disappears right and right so i mean i I want to yes i want i definitely would like to categorize that as supernatural supernatural. you know the uh the story in what you were referencing about the pickup truck um it was uh they were Native Americans. Uh, they were on a camp trip, and yes, you're right. They're, the two kids were in the back of the pickup truck, and I believe the girl. <laughs> you heard it. Oh, yes. And the girl, she, I believe, was seven years old, if memory serves me correctly. Oh. And, and the father who was driving the truck saw the beast in the rearview mirror, on his windshield rearview mirror. And yes, the beast ended up running on its hind legs and grabbed hold of the tailgate of the truck. And he kept speeding off and it managed to snag the blanket that was covering the girl. But the, the right. children were absolutely terrified. And, but they did manage to outrun it uh, to get them to safety. Um, so See, and that's crazy because I don't... Well, okay, let me back up. Do you remember any stories in reference to Sasquatch about him running like that? Um, well, with I have heard, you know, witness testimony of a Sasquatch running parallel to a vehicle um, that was driving, and the vehicle was doing 30 miles an hour on a gravel road, and this thing had no problem staying right next to the vehicle and it was running off the road so it was running through the brush but the woman that was driving the car clearly said it was a sasquatch looking creature not a a dog or canid looking creature so i just have always had this thought of like i wonder which one's faster (laughs) i don't know why well, I would imagine, I mean, look, I've heard that Sasquatch uh, can be mobile on all fours as well as a dogman can be mobile on all fours. Uh, so I would think just by design, probably the dogman could move faster um, only That's be- what I was thinking. because it has a smaller foot. Uh, mm-hmm. less resistance maybe. And I know that we're talking physics to maybe something that is not of this physical world, I, I don't know. Um, I don't think we'll jump too much into where does it come from, if it's you know through portals or if they are just a natural creature, flesh and blood of this planet that just remains extremely elusive. 
and in a rather smaller population, but um, you did refer you to the Monsters Among Us book by Linda Gottfried, and as far as I know, Linda and Lon Strickler are probably the foremost in at least researching into the Dogman or, you know, however you want to categorize it, either as a Dogman. I don't believe that Werewolf or Wolfman is really the proper terminology, only because right. I think those two terms are kind of a Hollywood version of a human that turns into it. <laughs> I, I don't think the Dogman is actually transforming back into a person again. But question. Yes. A couple episodes ago I had asked you if you had the ability to turn into a vampire, would you? Uh-huh. <laughs> what about a werewolf? No. No? No. No. Nope. I don't need that curse on me and things hurt bad enough as it is. I don't need bones popping and growing hair in places I didn't want hair growing so yeah right. probably not and you know again what would i rather want into uh sasquatch or a dog man i i think i'll probably stand on the side and have an encounter with a sasquatch over a dog man even if the sasquatch outweighs and outs and, and is taller i i don't think the aggression is oh right is as bad as what the, the dog man has been I mean I have yet to hear a dog man encounter that has not had some menacing effects so see right because I think with a Sasquatch you have half of a chance to get away with it but with a dog man you're just like instant food right you know right yeah I think you're in trouble if you if you don't have the capability to either move on or if you're not armed it, you might be in a world of hurt right and of course, you know, we cannot interview witnesses that have gone missing if they had an encounter with a dog man because they're no longer with us. So who's right. to say? You know, who's to say? Um, you know, I, I know moving a little bit further south out of Elkhorn, Wisconsin and the Beast of Bray Road and moving down into the LBL, or as it's known, the Land Between the Lakes, um, that's between Tennessee and Kentucky. And being that it's warmer weather down there, there have been just a plethora of reports and physical damage to campsites. And uh, there, are, there are those stories. Now, the validity and the reality behind those stories um, have yet to be determined because of the fact that, yeah, I'm sure there's police reports, but... There's also been uh, dead bodies that were found back there in a very peculiar way. Um, there was a family that turned up missing, and lo and behold, you know, the family was found. I believe the father and the daughter were found up in a tree. Um, oh, my God. So whatever did it, I can't see that being a savage person that would be able to get a person up into a tree. But we are talking the land right. between the lakes, Kentucky, Tennessee. It would either have to be an extremely large cat to get right. you know, the weight of a full-grown human up into a tree. Or it's possible that it was a Sasquatch. I don't know. Right. We'll keep you up to date.
And finally tonight, werewolf, Bigfoot, missing link, perhaps an elaborate hoax. The people in Taylor, Mississippi would like answers to these very questions. Our own Amber Maddox is in the field to file the story of Horror in the Hamlet. For residents of tiny Taylor, Mississippi, it's the classic case of things that go bump in the night. Strange noises, unexplained shadows, and dogs barking for no reason have become the norm, all associated with what many in the area called the swamp booger. Now, I blew it up so you can probably see it a little better. But a recent photo taken by local Tina Bragg may have just substantiated what has long been considered a myth. Now, I reckon you can really see it there. And is that one scary-looking something? Look at, look at that mouth. Look at that eye. That ain't your natural dog running around in the bushes. A sudden rash of animal mutilations and strange droppings have many believing that the mysterious creature is anything but a myth. I ain't never seen nothing like that. Aubrey Dale is a cattle farmer and was once skeptical of what he considered a fairy tale. But the discovery of some of his livestock torn apart by an unseen attacker and unexplained feces in his backyard has Mr. Dale rethinking his previous stance. We had some cows tore up in the field, man. There was this, there was this, this stuff on the ground, this, this crap, man. I ain't never seen nothing look like that. Though many in the area believe that this is the work of a Sasquatch, local Billy Teague is convinced this is the work of a creature from Cajun country known as the Lugaroo. Man, mutilating animals, cutting animals' heads off, howling at the moon. That's the Lugaroo, all right, and I promise you, the worst is yet to come. For now, local authorities aren't commenting on their investigation, but they are looking into the reports that grow in number with each passing week. For Tina Bragg, the answers can't come soon enough. I, I live by myself, and let me tell you what, I'm going to be some scared somebody until the government or somebody comes down here and does something about this creature that's been terrorizing this town of Taylor. I'm, I'm tired of it, and, uh, you know, everybody else is. And I want to know what it is, and I want it gone. Reporting from Taylor, Mississippi, I'm Amber Maddox for Channel 7 News. That's a rather interesting news report and what the photograph that she did capture there from Tennessee. Um, it's a strange looking creature. I really couldn't identify, you know, anything from, you know, a hairless donkey to maybe it is possibly a uh, uh, rougarou or a dogman in that area now mind you that town is just south of land between the lakes so i kind of found it pertinent that it's within traveling distance and for her to capture that and she seems genuinely uh upset by the fact that whatever this creature is um mm -hmm. it, it seems to be interfering with the town so I don't know. It's an interesting take, that's for sure. So. Well, go ahead. No, that's it. I was just going to talk about the Rougarou. No, go ahead. Well, oh, wait. you know, the, I, you know, like the gentleman said in that TV interview that he believes it to be the Rougarou, and I know that that is a uh, very popular lore. Uh, whether you say it's popular or unpopular, because, you know, the Rougarou in Louisiana and in the southern states, um, it's speculated that that is just a demon creature. And it it's absolutely up to no good and is considered the terrorist of all the cryptids. 
Um, and I would kind of tend to believe that by some of the stories that come out of, you know, the southern states. Um, we have a friend, Bono Russell, who believes the Rougarou is just strictly demonic. And he's very forthright about that opinion. So, I don't know. What 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 is your take on the Rougarou? <laughs> it was interesting. Um, I was going to say, but then I was... Um, thought, well, I'm going to hold on and wait till you finish. Right. Well, and uh, that yeah. gave me the rest of the information that I, that I needed. Uh-huh. Um, because looking at the picture, honestly, to me it looks like a mask. Well, it... It looks like a... Well, the way that I saw it, it to me it looks like maybe a Native American mask. Uh-huh. Well, that's an interesting take. And then I was going to ask you, (laughs) well, and then I was going to ask you if there was any lore or legends dealing with some kind of a a demon-type creature in that area or what the Native American history could be in that area. So, (laughs) well, with with that, I wrote it down. Okay. Yeah, with that, I'm not familiar with what the Native American, um, lore is from that area I'm not even sure what the First Nations would be through the Tennessee area I mean I know the Illini Indians were um, run all the way into southern Illinois and into Kentucky mm-hmm. so you know I, I clearly there were other um, reservations in and around those southern states um, that photograph that you you know that we saw clearly from the news report, it was a full-size picture that's just the blown up of just the creature itself. But the whole photograph is rather dark, and yeah, you see a couple of trees when she snapped that picture. But that's a really interesting take that you bring up. That you know maybe it was a mask, um, could have been a Native American spirit. Uh, you know, I, See, I don't put any I've got it pulled up here. Uh-huh. And the way that it looks, it looks like it's made out of... To me, I see wood. Uh-huh. I don't see that being flesh and blood. Okay. Um, especially because, to me, it looks like it's got this huge open mouth. Right. It looks like a beak. But there's teeth. Right. And then there is, like, red... I'm going to say painted on the inside for like a tongue or something. And then those ear horn things, whatever that is, uh-huh. and then the eye, it looks like, it all to me looks like it's like wood and painted. I, I don't know, and like energetically speaking, I feel like I shouldn't have ever looked at it. <laughs> oh, well. It really seems um, evil. Really? Right. Yeah. I, yeah. You know what? I. I mean, I'm not sitting here being speechless, but you're bringing up some very good points. Um, at looking at that photograph, yeah, there's no hair on it. It seems like it's more of a um, a polished surface, so to speak. So for you to say it looks like it could be made out of wood, uh, that's not that far fetched. I mean, who, who are we? I'm not a professional 
photographer analysis by any means. I'm just looking at the same thing that, you know, you've looked at and that, you know, our listeners have looked at in the news report there. However, that does not explain uh, what creature was killing off the livestock um, of the farmer, of the cattle farmer, and for him to have, you right. know, livestock and for her to snap that picture. Oh. So... Well, Who's to say? I'm not necessarily saying just because it looks like it's made out of wood, right. it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm saying that it's a person wearing a mask. And, and, you know, I do need to clarify that so that when people listen, then they're like, you know, they kind of get more of what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Um, I, to me, it's, it may show up like that in the, like, photographs when it comes to spirits and stuff and and what I've learned or what I've experienced is everybody has their own filter and things can appear differently to each person. Right. So the photograph may make it look one way uh-huh. but in fact it actually looks maybe a different way because this, it's kind of what the spirit I feel you know designates on what it should or, or shouldn't be and then you know so I mean I like I definitely feel that it's it's evil for sure and and to me seeing the picture look as it does tells me that it's very old uh huh like an ancient type evil spirit you know that again i'm i'm gonna have to say that's a really interesting take because as you're bringing up those points i'm certainly getting the flavor of what it is that you're talking about there and it does make a lot of sense it really makes a lot of sense to me um and again jennifer and i are not saying hey this is you know an actual dogman or rougarou uh we're just speculating and the feelings that we get from the photograph itself and from that news report right um as to what the possibilities are that may have not been brought up yet and trying to think a little bit more outside the box of possibilities so well and for me too it's one of those things where you know sometimes um things are brought to me during the shows that I haven't seen or I don't have history with and it's solely just to you know because when I very first see something there's just a really big energetic impression Uh or a feeling and I want to be able to share my first impressions as well with the audience you know right well I will say this much that photograph was not debunked so and, you know, there's a handful of other photographs that if you are um, actually watching this um, webcast, you'll have seen those photographs posting as, you know, you're listening to the show. And some of those photographs that you have seen already have not yet been debunked, but yet they are kind of convincing looking that most quite possibly a dogman type of creature anyway that was captured you know on camera uh and it seems to me that in every one of those pictures it just i get this sinister sense from looking at it so yeah i can imagine an encounter with a being like that would be probably a lot more intense in 
that sinister type of feeling or uh, very uh, the feeling of dread, uh, which seems to be a very common report by witnesses that there's just this sense of dread. Um, listening to this last episode of Into the Fray Radio, which was highlighting the podcast Monsters Among Us, um, Derek and Shannon played a audio clip from a caller who called into Monsters Among Us podcast, and his description was he was driving home from a Walmart. It was late at night. He picked up some headphones so that he could game with headphones because his pair broke. And on his route home, he saw what appeared to be an extremely large hyena type of creature that its back end was on one side of the road and and its snout was on the other side of the road. That's an extremely huge creature to take up a lane of a road. And, you know, his testimony was that it was about three and a half to four feet just at the shoulders, but that its its hind end was lower than its front end, very hyenish type. Right. And going back to um, 101 Bigfoot Nights, uh, and that entire story that the woman on the property claimed to have seen a number of hyena type of creatures around the and we all know that hyenas are not indigenous to the states you know that's something you know in Africa and hyenas just don't get that big I mean they're sizable and intimidating but they just don't get that big and you know the witness stated when he come up on it and saw it you know across the road in front of him he said he got a good enough look at it where the hands on the front paws seemed to be that like not so much human but more raccoon like I you know what do you make of it I, I mean his thought was Derek's thought was well maybe it was a very large beaver but come on a beaver that takes up a lane of roadway an interesting thought that I had uh-huh. so when it comes to these creatures that are just huge and and crazy and everything um i wonder if they are actual creatures kind of like you know like is dogman an actual creature is sasquatch whatever or or rather which ones are spirits that are coming in the form of this well interesting I mean, it's just a thought. Right. Just no. Another <laughs> yeah. And again, <clears throat> that's why you're here because you do think outside the box as opposed to, you know, others that say, yay, it is, or no, it's not. It's a hoax. Or no, that's real. Uh, think outside right. the box. And, you know, you do kind well, of specialize in that. Well, and I also don't want to, you know, I know that I throw out the spiritual side to a lot of things. Um, And a lot of what I say, it's not necessarily like that I 100% believe that it's this way or that it's that way. I'm just throwing out ideas Mm -hmm. that what if? 
You right. know, and, right. and that I just definitely want the listeners to know too is that not everything's spiritual. Things can be fake, for right. sure. For sure. Um, but you know, expand your mind. Well, you this know? is very true. <laughs> you know, it is very true. You know, and I had a a thought in which I'll switch gears a little bit, but I think it might be relevant to. Uh, the dog man or rougarou or werewolf, whatever it is that you want to consider this cryptid as. Um, but with the sightings of the Mothman in the, in the city of Chicago, now we're talking about an entity that I'm assuming, and I think that every witness and researcher is probably assuming, that it is a full-grown creature. We don't have that many reports of running into a cryptid while it's in a juvenile state. And if it is in a juvenile state, it may just be brushed off as a natural creature. It's not until it's oversized that, you know, it gets referenced as a cryptid. You kind of follow what I'm saying? Um, Because I think if a Sasquatch, a juvenile Sasquatch that we're seeing may just be referred to as well somebody's chimpanzee got loose and it gets brushed off as that where as if you see an eight to twelve foot tall bipedal creature uh that puts it in a whole different realm right there um who's to say that you know some of the sightings in chicago of a large unusual bird might be a juvenile again we're only speculating um uh, right. Because nobody knows the answer and there's no expert. And I'm sure that, you know, with every webcast, podcast, and, you know, presentation that is put onto YouTube, there are those critics that will say, no, you're absolutely wrong. But there is no experts, right. period. So all yeah. we can do is talk about it, speculate, um, take a different avenue of research that maybe hasn't been focused on as much. And use different tools uh-huh. to, you know, make new discoveries because right. clearly, Jennifer, you know this, with the amount of witness uh-huh. testimonies, and I said this last week too, with the amount of witnesses uh-huh. that have seen these creatures, these cryptids, that would be a bigger hoax than the cryptid itself. Right. You know, you, oh, yeah. to have that collaboration of that many people, not that they all talk to each other of, hey, let's make a hoax about this. But if so many people did hoax this, that would be a that would right. be a bigger news story than the actual cryptid itself. So you know, I right. have a tendency to believe that people are actually seeing and reporting something that is just not known as a natural creature. I'm not saying it's not natural, it's just a known scientifically documented biological creature. Right. And it is possible that, you know, it's slipping through a veil that, you know, we haven't right. discovered yet. And it can come in and out of that veil. Who knows? I, I, I'm I, very open to that. I am very open to that. And I, you probably are, too, because you speak of it as well in a spiritual uh, type of mm-hmm. form. You know, there's good spirits and bad spirits. And right. I just find this whole thing. You know... <laughs> Imagine, imagine one day though waking up to realize that our world isn't any different from some of those shows on TV. That we've got werewolves, we've got vampires, we've mm-hmm. got Mothman, we've right. got all this stuff. Right. How do you think you would 
live life? How how would you go to work that day? Right. You know, like what do you? Would it change things for you? I you know, for me, I think it would kind of. I think it'd be cool, but I think life for me though would stay the same a little bit. It's just because yeah. okay. it's like sure you could sit there and say, oh, all this stuff is real, right? But you don't see it on a daily basis, right? You know. Well, so. you know, uh, I would say, look, you know, on my daily life, when I get into a vehicle that drives on the road, I'm looking. I am always looking, right. and I don't think that would change. If there was something documented that, yes, there is such a thing as the Sasquatch, which, again, I do believe in. I believe right. it. I haven't seen it. But I believe the possibility absolutely exists. I also believe the possibility of Dogman and other cryptids do exist. And so my eyes are open, so I don't know how much it would change my world. And for those that just are not involved in this community at all, it probably wouldn't even phase them. You know, it's just, yeah, great, yeah, there's a monster, big deal. Uh, I need to go to Wall Street. Well, or would they even... I don't know if they'd even actually believe it, though. Right, that's I mean, very some true. Of them would, right. Then others, I think, would still have that wall up. Right. And I don't know what the chore is, and I don't think it's anybody's responsibility to make anybody aware of it if it is real. Um, you right. can take the information and do with it whatever you choose. That's the freedom of the, of choice that we do have. So, you know, I'm interested in everybody's comments below of what your opinions are. Um, on, is this spiritually right. related? Is this, you know, uh, is this a flesh and blood natural creature? And I not only just referencing the Rougarou or the Dogman or whatever you want to refer to it as, but also, you know, Sasquatch and Loch Ness and Mothman and Chupacabra and every other known cryptid in popular culture. Um, what's your take on it? I would like it? to know. Uh, from our listeners in the comments, if they could choose one to be a hundred percent real, which one would they want it to be? Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> Can they win a prize? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's your uh, challenge. That's your challenge, <laughs> listeners. You put in there whatever cryptid you choose that you would push a button on to be real. What cryptid would it be? I like that. That's a that's a wonderful question to ask. Which which cryptid would you choose it to be? Well, Jennifer, I think we'll wrap it up with our Dogman episode tonight. That's it, Jennifer. Say goodnight, Jennifer. All right. Good night, Jennifer. <laughs> good night, Jennifer. We will talk <laughs> next Tuesday. Until then, we'll see ya. From childhood's hour I have not been as others were. I have not seen as others saw. I could not bring my passions from a common spring. From the same source I have not taken my sorrow. I could not awaken my heart to joy at the same tone. And all I loved, I loved alone. Then, in my childhood, in the dawn, of a most stormy life was drawn from every depth of good and ill, the mystery which binds me still. From the torrent or the fountain, from the red cliff of the mountain, 
From the sun that round me rolled In its autumn tint of gold From the lightning in the sky As it passed me flying by From the thunder in the storm And the cloud that took the form When the rest of heaven was blue Of a demon in my view